We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All Hit Radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. For the next four hours, I am your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and Simul Radio and Simul TV. If you would like to uh, send me an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, xzoneradiotv. And for the programming that we have available for you, 724-365, with our compliments on the Xzone Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Xzone TV channel on Simul TV, www.simultv.com. And in the search engine on the top of the page, type in Xzone. My guest this hour is Matthew Bennett, and he is with DEPART, that is Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team. And joining me now is Matthew. And Matthew, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you for having me, Rob. It's, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, and where did your interest in the paranormal come from? Oh, it's, it's, I've, I've, it's been a lifelong interest. Um, I've been doing this now for getting getting on to be ten years, about nine and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. We started early in early in 2010 here in Des Moines, Iowa, um, is where we're based out of. Yeah. And um, I've always had a I don't know as a kid I've always had a kind of an unnatural fear of death. Everybody's got that fear of death, but you know as it, it, from a young young age, early early memories, you know four and five on, I can I can remember having, you know worried you know, thoughts and dreams about about death that weren't weren't, weren't right for for that age age appropriate you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's always kind of that's always been kind of a driving force for me and now that i've gotten into the field it's you know that that question is answered but but so many more have have popped up but it's you know it's it's it's, it's awesome i love i love what we do why do you think you had such a fear of death as a youngster that's you know i've been doing a lot of introspection at the, it, it, looking internally here over the last year and I answers and that question has actually come up it's kind of funny that you asked that because and I, don't, and I still don't know where it stems from I don't know if it comes from you know knowledge of a past life mm-hmm. or if it you know if or I, I don't know exactly where it stems from I just know it was an unnatural you know it was unnatural for me to have those thoughts at such a young age and yeah. and and, and because I would literally imagine what it would be like to be six feet under. I mean, it was, it was, and the nothingness that, you know, that, 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 you know, what, what was after this life, what was after this run, you know, philosophical thoughts that a six-year-old shouldn't be having. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, to say the least. And uh, the work that you've done in the paranormal over these years, how has that changed your belief? 
Oh, that's a that's a great question. And again, kind of funny that you asked that because that was one of the things I, w- I wanted to kind of touch on tonight because. You know, a lot of people would think that, you know, you get into the paranormal, Mm -hmm. it's just because you're going to go in and, you know, go out and do some investigating or, you know, quote unquote, air quotes, ghost hunting. Yeah. And it's, and it's really, you know, I got into this to do, you know, private cases for individuals that were having, you know, problems in their homes to make sure that they had safe spaces and to coexist or Mm -hmm. to try to get, you know, issues resolved for them. But it's become so much more than that. It's, I'm finding that I'm doing a lot more work in between those cases on just a normal day basis, you know, with, with the colleagues that I've met and the networking that I've done and, and the people that I've met, it's, it's been, it, it seems like the work goes on between the cases as opposed to, look, don't get me wrong, the cases are, you know, a part of it, sure. but it's only, just, it's just, just a fraction of it. Now tell us a little bit about uh, Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team. How, member, how many members are you in the team and how long have you been together? Well, we have we have both full time and part time members, and we have we have about oh, I don't know we we had we had at one point we had twenty one members in like mm-hmm. five different cities in, in Iowa. We've kind of done a little bit of restructuring over over the over the course of the last year, so I would say our core members are about 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 five of us, the the, the that are the, the full timers. Right. And then we have and then we have I don't know say probably about another half a dozen half a dozen to to ten other people that that come in and help us part time and. You know, it's not just the team too. It's it's working with other people. You know, we we work with so many other teams around the state. You know, doing doing things, whether it be, you know, helping out with a, with a fundraiser mm-hmm. or helping out with a, with a, with a location or coming in on a private investigation. You know, to, to to give a different perspective. You know, there's so many aspects to it. Something that the public uh, may not be aware of, but you do not charge for your investigations. Therefore, every Every expense that you have comes out of your pockets, and these fundraisers are, are really important in keeping your work going. They are, um, and and not just not just us as a group, but mm-hmm. the locations too. You know, the locations, the, some of these locations, it's not are you know a hundred hundred fifty plus years old. They're not they're not they're not cheap and easy to, to, to keep up and maintain. So you know, these the the the, the, the price of, of admission to get in to investigate the place goes towards that. And, also the fundraising too, because, you know, especially the newer locations that are popping up, you know, um, they're just getting started. And so they've, they've still got the task of, you know, rebuilding, restoring, restructuring, and then trying to get everything off the ground. Mm-hmm. Or some, some of them are actually even doing both of the, at the same time, which is, which is amazing. But on the other hand, you guys are creating a, a tourism industry for these places. So why should you have to pay admission charges? It's because it's just the way it works right now. Unfortunately, the way things are set up, I, it's not perfect. I would, I'll agree with you, but the way the mainstream and it's changing, it really is. It, the paranormal right now, ufology, crypt, cryptids, the spiritual research, all of that stuff has has become a lot more mainstream now than it ever has. I mean, I mean, just look at some of the the the, the musicians out there, you know. And, and their album, you know, they're 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 following the trend. Yeah, I, I can understand. So I can understand that. But when I look at it, I say, "Huh, what they're doing is they're just jumping on the bandwagon because they get all this free publicity." Well, now, see, as a person, this is something else that some of the work we've done. I was I was I was blessed and honored enough to run actually help run a location. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to actually purchase it from the town, but things didn't quite work out. But you know, being on the end, I so I know what it's like to help you know try to get a location like that up and running. We we were there for a year, and I spent literally hundreds of hours in that building in my right. team. You know, and and but the but it, was, it was a deal because the community didn't want it. They didn't. Some of them didn't like the paranormal. Don't view that way. They yeah. they've got you know, they've got their their beliefs, and 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 that doesn't necessarily include you know the paranormal, and that's fine. But right. what I what makes my heart sad is that. If you don't look at it in a religious view, but if you look at it as a living history view, being able to actually interact with the people and and and, and the history that's that's on this land that we live on. Okay, that's, how that's how can now you you said right. interact with the people? How do you interact with people? What people are you interacting sure. with? You know, when we get when we get you know communication with you know. 
like for example, clients, you know, when we're doing, when we're doing client work, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get information that's specific to the client, you know, or stuff that comes through that, 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 that'll, that the client will, the, her, their eyes will light up and, and that, if that, that like a, like a nickname or something, you know, only something that the client would know that, that that's directly coming from whom, whom we're trying to make, you know, communication with. Why do you call, stuff like that? Why do you call them clients? It makes it sound so cold, so business like. It does. I. It's just kind of a habit I've I've, I've fallen into. It. There. We, we we love every one of us, and we we also do a lot of aftercare too. We 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 continually check in with, with the people that we help, you know, to make sure that 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 you know they're working, more positive steps in their life because it's not just going in doing the investigation. Sometimes we don't even do investigations. You know, we've had people contact us and, you know, it's just a matter of answering a, a few questions for them or, you know, interpreting some activity that they're, you know, that they're, that they're in, in experiencing within yeah. their home, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> you're right. Client is a very cold word and I shouldn't use it, but it's just, you're you know, not, the, you're not the it, only one that uses it. And I, and I question everyone who, who uses it because like I said, it, it sounds very cold, very callous, very impersonal, and yet the service that you talk about, in my opinion, is very warm and very personable. And we try, and we try to make yeah. it that way. And I never did. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Rob. I, I never did. You know, I've, I've never really, I've never really viewed it that way. I've always looked at it from more of a professional yeah. aspect. But you're right; it does, it does make it seem more cold. Thank you for. Thank you for pointing that out. All right, stand by, please. We've got to take a break. We'll be back in about, ooh, two minutes from now. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Our guest this hour is Matthew Bennett, and he is with Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team, and their Facebook page is facebook.com, and this is the entire thing, my friends, Des Moines Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team, and you have to type out the whole thing. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. That is in the regional municipality of Niagara. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And once again, if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel 
on SimulTV. Go to their page at simultv.com and just type in in the search engine Exxon. Speaking about SimulTV, I'd like to welcome HD55TV in Los Angeles, California, joining us as a new broadcast affiliate. And in India, the Times India Group, apparently last week we're, we had the potential of going into 10 million homes. This week it's 20 million homes. So there you go. The Exxon is growing thanks to you, the members of the Exxon Nation. Matthew Bennett is our guest and he is with Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team. Now, Matthew, how many how many investigations do you guys do a year? It really varies, Rob. Um, like this year, for example, mm-hmm. it's been kind of crazy. Our what we what we what normally is the so the season normally starts around the end of September. Yeah, the busy season, what we call the busy season, and then that runs usually through the winter, and then normally kind of drops off at spring, summer when people are getting out of their homes. So this year, our, our off season. Or the summer was really busy, and then our busy season has been kind of actually slow this year. But I would say, on average, we probably do anywhere between you know 10, 10 to 20, 50. Sometimes it just varies from year to year. We we had one year where we where, right. we, where we actually did 30 in one year, Holy you know, and, and then as few as you know five. You know, it just it just really varies. So you guys are really busy. We have been. We have we've, we've had our years. You know the you know here lately it's been picking up a little bit more like i said mm-hmm. it's it, it really does vary from from time to time and how and how the condition of things are are running as a whole in your opinion what has been your most fascinating investigation that you have done with your team oh let's see um there are so many um well for example when we were out doing the schoolhouse um, mm-hmm. this is a pretty cool example there's there's so in, in the town that we were investigating it's a little town in southwest Iowa. Um, there's two locations, one about a block away from another. One one is an old hotel, and the other one is a school. And we were there the previous uh, the night before on a Friday to get the the building ready for the team that was down investigating the site down the down the block, mm-hmm. a couple blocks. And we're really good friends with them. We've we've done a lot of stuff with them, and so. I had the idea. We were getting ready to put our stuff up for the night, and then our walkie-talkie started going off kind of weird. They were they were making one squawk for yes and no squawks for two, and and we checked the batteries and we tried to debunk and make sure that everything was working on everything, and then it would then it would start responding directly to our questions. So I asked the question if I should go down and talk to to Nick and Sue, and it answered yes. So I went down and did, and we went ahead and decided that uh, well, first I checked on them to see how they were doing, and then I we went ahead and decided. You know, we would come up with this word zucchini. It was a three-syllable word, very distinctive. It came through this, the, the the communication apps we were using. Then, you know, a three-syllable word is kind of hard to come through. So I go back up to make this long story short. I go back up to the school. Within a couple minutes, I turn on our communication device. I get the word come through very deliberately, zucchini. I call her up. I lose connection with the call while I'm trying to tell her about the communication. So I go down there, and in the time it takes me to go down there, they get the word zucchini come across their spirit device. Then, so we're thinking this is cool, so we've got to go ahead and continue this. So I asked them to go ahead and see if they would pick out one of the three of the people that were there at the school to come up and touch. And sure enough, the next morning I came down and Paul got touched an hour and a half after we had set that all up or, you know, arranged, not arranged, but, you know, Mm -hmm. came up with the plan. And next morning, sure enough, they, he, he, he got, we, we went down and told him, was it Paul that you chose? And they're like, yeah. And then soon after the time, because we noted the time, about five minutes after that, he came down across the ovulus and said, felt him. So inter- interaction between the locations, that's probably one of the coolest, coolest investigations we've done. And it wasn't really even an investigation. We were just there getting the school ready for the next, for the next day for the investigation that weekend. And we were just kind of messing around that night after we got our work done. So, you know, it, Stuff like that happens at any time, really. Now, you said that you, you mentioned a device that you were using. What was that device, and how does it work? It's uh, a device. It's an, most people are really skeptical of them, but they're some of, we, we, we make sure that the apps that we use for communication, they're ITC, inter, inter, inter I can never get this right. The, I, the ITC apps. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the, the apps, the, the two of them that we use, Necrophonics and uh, Spiritus, and they're phonetic, they're phonetic, phonetical based, and they, they open up a direct line of communication for, for, 
for talking with the with the entities. Okay, I, I'm not sure of the science. I don't I I don't know the actual technical side of things okay. as far as that goes, but I do know some very te- some very trusted colleagues in the field um, that have used it and kind of put it through the the, the old rigmarole, mm-hmm. and they, they you know they he's got three degrees. And in, in, in sciences and whatnot, and so these these papers tore it apart and had people look at it. And it, when when you get something that comes across and you know spitting out three syllable words and and relevant information to what you know the questions that you're asking and and whatnot, you got to you got to wonder you know if if it's actually communication that you're having. You know, you've got to always have that kind of speck of doubt, but at the same time you also can't be afraid to make that leap and. and when you're getting that relevant information and you're getting those those tidbits of of information. So so in your opinion, what is a ghost or a spirit or entity, whatever you guys call them? What is it made up of? No, no, what are they? I have what are they? Yeah. Well that that ranges. Um you have what I firm now these are just strictly based on my, my, my opinion, mm-hmm. beliefs and, and, and experiences. But I firmly believe there are anything, everything from interdimensional beings, from uh, human entities that have, you know, that have come and come and gone and come back and visit us through the through the dimensional planes. Um, you know, there there are spirit guides. There are, you know, shadow figures. There, there's 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 a lot of different entity types, spirits, whatever whatever you'd like to call them. Okay, so you've got all these entities. You have all these these paranormal teams like yourself and others uh, throughout the country. I think in the state of California alone, there's 3,000 paranormal groups. Uh, right. You get all these people who go out each and every night spending money out of their pockets. What is the ultimate goal? That's a great question. And Oh, man. How long do we have? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, the ultimate goal, it. And that's a that's a different question. That's a, you're going to get a different answer every every person you ask that. You know, for me personally, it's it it started out one thing when I started when I first started, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of morphed and changed into something else. It's the more I do the work that I do in this field, the more I find out that it's not just you know going out and spending money on locations and going out and investigating. It's you know it's making those human connections with people people not necessarily even involved in the paranormal. You know, uh, it's it's just finding that balance. We have we, we have we have to maintain a balance of both human and spiritual side. You know, when we're when we're when we're, when we're it's a dual existence that we that we live. You know, I'm getting ready to jump jump off the deep end here and get and get into some deep stuff. But you know, or I could anyway. I, I, I it's that's what this is to me. It's not just going out and you know hunting ghosts and trying to get capture evidence and whatnot. Yes, that's a small fraction of it, but mm-hmm. but there's a it's it's a, just a small part of a of a bigger puzzle. Listen, let a me bigger, ask let me operation. ask you. You guys call it ghost hunting. When you go and you hunt something, you kill it. You're hunting something that's already dead. I personally, I personally don't like the term ghost hunting. I've used it several times during the mm-hmm. podcast to you know because that's what that's the term that people use. My personal opinion, I don't care for. It. I prefer paranormal investigators or spiritual researchers. Mm-hmm. Personally, those are you know, ghost hunting to me is, is is somebody that does it as a hobby, and that's fine. You know, I'm not gonna, I don't knock, I don't knock people for their reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their reasons why they why they get into this. Sure. You know, and as long as they're following their heart and being true to themselves, and not hurting anybody and, and doing wrong, then more power to them. Okay, I, so I, I, once again, why do you guys do what you do? For example, uh, are you, if somebody was to find out proof, which nobody has yet, does that mean the paranormal investigations come to an end? No, and I was just talking to a gal today um, doing some work on this new project that I've been been recently involved in. Um, her, name is, his, her name is Katie, mm-hmm. and she uh, does a lot of work on the cryptozoology side of things. Yeah. She does a lot of work in uh, Lake Cha- uh, Champlain, Camp Plain, looking for what what some people would call Loch Ness monster or Loch Ness monster. Yeah, champ. Yeah, champ. Yeah, champs. Yeah, she's actually gotten a lot of good documented work done towards champs, and she thinks that actually might 
not be so much a paranormal side of things, but it, it's just an undiscovered creature that we don't know about. Yeah, yet. you know, Champ and has been got, Champ has been identified by many people who are experts as a giant-sized sturgeon. Right, you know? right. Okay, so, so let's move on. So, let's move on. We know what that is. Okay. Right, but you still have to. It, it's it's still an undiscovered. It's still an undiscovered creature type. All right, listen, we've we got we've got to take our break. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Exxon Nation, don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal single item at regular price Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. And welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. By the way, the X-Chronicles newspaper for February, March 2020 is now available with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And uh, let me see, one of the major stories, in fact, the front cover story of this edition is the debunking of the F.A. Mitchell's crystal, uh, crystal skull. Yeah, you know, he's a complete fraud, a fake. He, uh, he and his daughter sucked in many people over the years, but guess what? We exposed them. We've got the proof, and it's all there. www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com Matthew Bennett is our guest. He is with Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team. They're their uh, Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team. Now, before we went away, we were just talking about Champ and Lake Champlain. And, you know, people have said, including experts, that, hey, it's a giant-sized sturgeon. It gets seen once in a while. Okay. So as far as the experts are concerned, that case is solved. When it comes to Loch Ness... There have been many expeditions to try and find out what is actually in the lock, and nothing has been found. There was a theory that it was a plesiosaur. Well, the deep sonar and deep radar um, soundings of the locks found nothing. I, I understand the intrigue and the mystery behind the paranormal. However, after all these years... There doesn't seem to be any change in very much. How do you think this plays out on the public? I think that this, you know, and I have to, I have to say, the the more answers that we get, it seems like for every answer we have and that we we actually are able to put our finger on, mm -hmm. there seems to be five more questions that pop up. You know, it's 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 almost that I think that's why it's so elusive. And that's why we haven't been able to prove much to the public at this point, because it, it we're we're looking for answers that, that are elusive. We're looking for answers and things that I've learned over the last 
almost 10 years that you have to wait for, for, for the answers to come to you. That's, and that's, and I think that needs to be a new outlook and a new view on a lot of, you know, these paranormal mm. teams and people that are doing work in, in all branches of the paranormal, whether it be cryptids, whether it be, you know, ufology or, or spiritual research, we need, we, we seek that which re, 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 retreats from us. So if we just kind of do what we're supposed to do and mm. let those answers come to us as they need to and, and as they should, maybe maybe the outlook on things maybe might change a little bit. Why do you think the scientific community hasn't gotten involved in all of this? Because it's such a hard it's it's such it's so hard to it's it's so hard to get the controlled environments to to repeat you know the same results and I and I understand why the scientific community hasn't gotten involved with it because it, it, it's so hard to prove on a scientific level but you know there are people that are that are really working hard in the trenches to you know to try to get that changed you know to try to get you know to try to get just even just a little bit of it to you know mm -hmm. be able to be held up by by cred credible scientific standards but how can you researchers expect to get this done when you don't have the talent you don't have the expertise you don't have the education that the scientific community does. And if the scientific community isn't very interested in it, what does that tell you? Well, maybe that, maybe that just tells us that we're, that, that we're, that we're trying to bring a new, new perspective. It doesn't necessarily, you know, just because we didn't go to college or mm -hmm. some of us didn't go to college. There's a lot of us who did. I didn't personally, I, I attended some college, but I'm yeah. not as, as well educated as I could be. Sure. But you know, I, I have lived this crazy game we call life. And in my opinion, that's, one of the best colleges that you could ever go to. Yes, it, yes, it is. Yes, it is. However, however, the the game of life does not teach you the intricacies that go along with the cause and effect of a lot of things. Where the science, where where you know whether you're a whether you're a chemist, whether you're a biologist, whether you're a botanist, whether you're an astronomer, whatever your chosen field is, you are trained to find all the little nuances, and to kind of solve them. You were talking before about this uh, obelisk that, that, that you guys use. And, and during the break, I was wondering, oh, wait a sec. How can somebody develop a tool or an app when they don't understand what they're targeting that app or that tool for? If you don't know what a ghost or uh, uh, any other paranormal phenomena is how it works how can you create something to communicate with it you know i, I asked i asked uh, dr seth shostak the same thing you've got these you've got these arrays of radio telescopes scanning the skies a and yet we're looking for something based on what we believe in this case carbon carbon-based life i'm talking about seti now what happens if the the extraterrestrials are not carbon-based. What happens with all this communication you're trying to trying to listen to? They may be sending something out, but because you don't understand more about the the ET, even if he is out there, you'll never hear a signal. So taking that same hypothesis into other realms of the paranormal, how do you guys do it? A lot of trial and error, a lot of a lot of a lot of teachable moments mm -hmm. is what I like to call them. I don't I don't I don't necessarily look at failure as failure. I look at it as teachable moments. You know, if you're if you're able to find that one takeaway that you need from from a failure, then it's not a failure anymore. It's it's you've got you've got just another small piece of that very very large puzzle mm -hmm. that we're all trying to you know put together and kind of figure out. Okay. I think there needs to be more collaborative work. I think there needs to be a lot more collaborative work between between the side. I think there needs to be a little bit more open mindedness on the on the scientific side of things. And I think and I think there needs to be a little bit more scientific approach along with the metaphysical because you can't have one without the other. The metaphysical is tied into everything we do, at least in my beliefs, in, in my in my opinion. 
But you see, this is uh, this is you, a, have, you have to meet in the middle. You have to meet in that middle point. You have to you have to get more towards the scientific side. The scientific side has to come more toward the metaphysical side, and we can and we can find that. Hopefully, we can find that common ground. All right. Let's say twenty years down the road, there's still nothing. There's still no proof of extraterrestrials from outer space. There is no proof that Bigfoot really does exist. There is no proof that Loch Ness monster is real. There is no proof of life. Uh, of communication after death, what happens? Then we need to then then need different avenues and 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 different modes of thinking need to be employed. You know, insanity is is doing the same behavior and same mm-hmm. same things, expecting different results. That it that is you true. Know, you, have, you have to keep you have to keep trying new things. When something doesn't work, mm-hmm. like I said, you take that teachable woman out of that out of out of that moment, yeah. and apply it to the next scenario, next next theory, or you know whatever you might have, whatever you want to pursue. And if af- to, and if after all this time, there's nothing found, there's no proof. Do you just keep on searching? Do you just keep on looking? Do you keep on flogging a dead horse? I guess at that point you have to ask yourself that you know you you, you, have, mm-hmm. you would have to ponder the, the question of you know when does it become futile right but you know that's a whole other discussion <laughs> well it's part of this discussion you know, I, well it is but you know it, it, I personally you know like I said with my views and mm-hmm. how I view on failure you know personally is, is is my mindset I don't think I could ever give up and if, if I think the society had that mindset as a whole. I don't know. Do you, do you think we should? What, what? When do you think? You know, when do you think we should call it and, and throw it and throw the towel on it? You know, well, when? When? How do you come to that? How do you come to that census? When do you know? Where do you draw that line? How do, How do you even determine how and when to draw that line? Once every and any aspect and avenue has been followed and to the very end, and nothing changes. But, like you know, like you said, expecting the same results. You know, doing the same thing and expecting different results. That's that's but, futile. But that's that, insanity. But, but then that begs the question, when do you know that you've exhausted every possible avenue that you possibly can? Well, let's put it this way. 3,000, just let, let's say 10,000 groups go out every night looking for proof with all the gadgetry and all the equipment and Still, after I've been doing the show for 30 years, nothing has changed in 30 years. Except more people are kind of getting into a world from where reality seems to sit to where fantasy has opened a door. A lot of it gives the, it gives the it gives people the possibility that there is something there gives the possibility. But once again, all these years, no change. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. There's only one song worth singing 
try and sell you Cause it hangs them up And welcome back, everyone. Matthew Bennett is our guest. W, oh, Facebook.com forward slash Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research Team. Um, before, you, before we went to the break, when do, when do you call it quits? Well, I agree with you that every aspect and every avenue has to be followed. I agree with you 100%. But when you're going down an avenue, you usually know what you're looking for. And there seems to be so many different descriptions uh, of what people who are involved in trying to prove the existence of spirits, paranormal activity, and so on. They differ right across the board. It seems that not two paranormal groups have the same opinions on anything. And I think that this is one of the biggest problems that the public has. How do, how do you, as a member of a paranormal organization, how, how do you... For, I'll give you a better example. When I was in the police force, we shared information. In the United States, it's called NCIC, I believe, National Crime Intelligence Center or Information Center. Up here in Canada, it's CPIC, Canadian Police Information Center. And all the information from all the different police departments is put into the computer so that when you're looking for something or working an investigation, you have access to all this information. The Canadian computers talk to the American computers and all the other, all the other uh, members of Interpol. And yet, within the paranormal community, everybody is so tight-fisted with the information that they're afraid that the information that they share may give somebody the, the smoking gun. And that's where we need to change, and that's where we need to change our mindset. We need to start working more as a bigger unit, cogs in a bigger unit, mm -hmm. a, a bigger machine. And I think if we can, I think that's the biggest reason that there hasn't been a lot of change in, the, in this field is that you're right there's a lot of bickering there's a lot of we don't experience a lot of that here in iowa a lot of the iowa teams here you know we're kind of i guess we're kind of closed off from that because a lot of the iowa teams here we work together mm -hmm. we collaborate we share information you know we're not afraid to call one another you know if, well, if, if something is happening that we're not sure of yeah. we're, we're not afraid to ask for help we're not afraid to reach out to those people that might have those answers that mm -hmm. we're you know that we need i i think that's commendable i really do but how do you get the other organizations to follow suit? Just keep plugging along, trying to do the right thing. And, and you know, as, as time goes on, the, the people that, that can't get behind that kind of thing usually fall off. And then it just kind of becomes a, it just becomes, becomes a, a, ro a rotating door. You know, it, I think there's going to be a lot of things that are becoming up with, with, the disclosure side of things, I've been, I've been talking to, to Michael Hall here really close here lately, mm -hmm. and he's been working on a lot of cool things with the, uh, not cool, but interesting things with the, uh, the Admiral Wilson memo of 2019, which was just last year. Tell our listeners about that. Tell our listeners about that. Okay, so um, it came, came through the pipe works, to make a long story short, because I know we're, we're in the last segment. Uh, Grant Cameron came across some memos and came to Michael Hall mm -hmm. um, to set up an information trust should, should anything happen to him while he was in possession of these said documents, which, among other things, was the confirmation of MJ-12, um, reverse engineering, 
and uh, some the, the fact that Roswell actually confirming Roswell. Okay. And, uh, so now, well, go ahead. I, I said okay, but that you know the the those papers have been dispelled by major players within the UFO field as another gimmick, another come on, another spread of misinformation and disinformation. What? A- what about the what about the videos that were leaked from the USS Nimitz encounter? Okay, if they were so valid, all right, why were why didn't the information come out before Tom DeLonge and his gang of whoopies and yahoos got involved? For one thing, hyperspace drive on aircraft and experimental aircraft were done ten years ago within the area of the sighting. Like People just don't read. They take all the crap that they read on the internet, and it's gotta be true because it's on the internet. Do research, real research, and you'll find out that there is nothing unusual except the fact that the information was leaked. And that, you know, like when somebody leaks information because they think that, oh, you know, I'm going to be a whistleblower, I'm this great, cool person, I think they're idiots. They should be put in prison with the key thrown away. There are things within national security the public does not need to know. Because if the public knows, the bad guys knows, our enemies know. We're tilting our hand. And I think that when you talk about the, like the idiots at Area 51 who tried to storm it, like, where are their brains? And when it comes to the Roswell crash, we know for a fact they were mogul balloons, for God's sake. And Grant, Canyon, Grant, uh, Grant Cameron likes to pull his own horn. Like the guy's an author. He wants to make money. I think that we need to have full disclosure in the government. I don't necessarily agree with that last statement that you made about the, the, the public doesn't need to know about something. Well, they don't I, need I to know. They our, don't need to know. I, I think our government does need to do, do be more. Be no, more, sir, they don't. Just, no, they don't. Then, then you've never served there's, in there's, the you've never served in the military. And you've no, never. I haven't, but I, I do have. I do have close family members that have. Oh, so you, you know, want the I Russians? You want the Russians and the Chinese to know where where everything is, right? That's but see, there, there's there's that's the that's the problem with the mindset of the world is that that, that there's that there shouldn't. I, I. What's the matter? Come on, speak. Nothing. Talk. It. it there should be no animosity in the... Oh, yeah, we'll all hold hands, sing Kumbaya, and it's going to be a better world. Well, you know what? It ain't going to happen, pal. With mindsets like that, it ain't going to happen, sir. Well, this... Look. Look at the world in a real life, not the life of I the do. Internet. And, and, it's a, and it's a scary time we live in, sir. If you're not, not part of the solution, you're I'm, part of the problem. So if you're telling, if you're telling the... The adversaries that we have, where our where our main forces are, what type of weaponry we have, what if, you're what putting your you sir, what if, what, you're putting what the country at risk. Our, our, our adversaries, the, the, the common enemy is is not going to be anybody here on earth. We would all unite to face a greater common enemy. Oh, what for God's sake! Come made? on. So you're, you're so you're saying that. You're saying that we're going to get invaded by little green men and flying I'm saying, saucers? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you have to explore all possibilities. You can't have. You can't. You can't be so close-minded when it comes. It's to It's not stuff being like close-minded. That. What that is being is very cautious, because you stay closer to your friends but closer to your enemies. Cautiously optimistic, yes, sir. I get that. I get that. Okay. Fact. All right. So I, for one, don't want the enemies to know what we have because I, for one, appreciate. Every member of the armed services, wherever they are so today, do, do wait a sec, doing whatever they do, because you've got men and women around the world who are willing to give their life at a moment's notice for your freedom, my freedom, our security, and our way of life. And I don't think any person has the right to share information that compromises them, my freedom, and my security at all no one has that right and uh, what, what i think if, what if it go on what if it what if it should more like a world disclosure situa- situation it's <sighs> i i firmly i firmly believe that that, that it, it is an ignorant proposition to think that we are alone in the universe that we are the only sentient beings in mm-hmm. this in this in this galaxy in this 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 infinite universe we live in that's your I opinion. It, I think it's conceded. That's your opinion. 
That's I mean, if you your, believe in a higher power and a, and a creative force, we can't be the only intelligent things that was put in this, this massive, that, massive that, universe we live in. That is your opinion, but I'll tell you something. It's not mine, and it's not the majority of people's opinion. Well, maybe that's what needs to change about society, sir. I disagree with you, and you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. You really are. Thank you. But don't you. you dare put my freedom and the freedom of my country, my fellow Canadians, my best friend not, Americans at risk. I'm not trying to do that, sir. I'm thinking. I, I'm simply saying that if there is something out there that could possibly be uh -huh. a greater threat, then we need to at least acknowledge that avenue. That's all I'm saying. And maybe come together as a world when needed, if needed. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not trying to put anybody's security at risk, sir. Please don't misunderstand me. All right, we've because got to say so long for tonight. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break as the X-Zone continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. What do I think of that one? Well, Freddie Mercury said it best. He really did. And as you know, I usually have a shotgun blast at this time, but uh, Craig didn't think we were going to need it tonight, and I told him maybe we would. Uh, listen to this, pals. Yep, another one bites the dust. Mm. That's why they talk about ghosts, because reality sucks. But it's a fact of life. We'll be back, don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.